Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the place of this tadkira, of this reminder, that where is it originally from? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions its greatness, its exalted status. Fi suhufin mukarrama. This tadkira is recorded where? In suhuf. Suhuf, plural of sahifa. Sheet. So suhuf, sheets. Meaning parchment or sheet on which you write something. So this Qur'an is written where? In suhuf that are mukarrama. Mukarrama meaning honorable. Kafra mim. And this teaches us that any sheet, any parchment in which the Qur'an is written, then how is it? What is its status? It is mukarrama. And this is referring to al-lawhul mahfuz. Marfu'atin mutahara. Exalted. Marfu'a is one that is raised high. So these suhuf where the Qur'an is written, where are they? Marfu'a. They are up in the heavens. Or up as in of great status. And mutahara, purified. Purified in the sense that none except the purified touch it. As we learned earlier, that لا يمسه إلا المطهرون. And who is that? The angels. They are pure from the touch of devils. They are pure from anything that is corrupt or erroneous. بِأَيْدِي سَفَرَةِ In the hands of safara. Meaning these suhuf that are marfu'a, that are mutahara, they are in the hands of who? Angels. Aidi is the plural of yad. And safara is the plural of the word safir or safir. Plural of the word safir or safir. And safara are the angels. Now, what does it mean by safara? Safir is used for a scribe. Remember, وَالصُّبْحِ إِذَا asfar. And the literal meaning of the word safara is to unveil something. It's used for when a woman unveils her face. It's also used for writing. Because when you're writing, you are expressing your feelings. You're unveiling. You're exposing them. Another singular form of the word safara is the word safir. And safir is used for a deputy or a messenger. Meaning someone who's sent with a message to convey. So the angels are safara. Why? How? Because they are envoys between Allah and His servants. In different ways. Angels are sent with revelation. Right? And then they come and they write the deeds of Allah's servants and then they take the records to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they are safara. Or we can also understand safara as scribes. So connect these verses together. Whoever wants, they can take a lesson. This Qur'an is very noble. Where is it? Fi suhufin mukarrama. Where are they? Marfu'atin mutahara. They are elevated, high, and they are pure. Bi'aydi safara. They are with the angels, far from the reach of devils. And who are angels? They are envoys between Allah and His servants. Or, they record what their Lord wants them to record. And they are kiramin barara. Kiramin, noble ones. Plural of the word, kareem. And who is kareem? One who is noble, honorable, dignified. How are these angels kiram? 
How are they noble? What makes them noble? The fact that they have been entrusted with the Qur'an. And the one who has been given the Qur'an, then how is he? What is his status near Allah? He is Allah's special servant. As we learn in the hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has His special servants. Who are they? Who are the Ahlullah? Who are they? Ahlul Qur'an. People of the Qur'an. So these angels are kiram because they are the carriers of the Qur'an. They are bararah. Plural of the word bar. Who is bar? One who is obedient, righteous. So they are noble and obedient. Why is this being mentioned? To show the high status of the Qur'an. That this book is honorable and it is carried by those who are honorable. This book is honorable and it is carried by who? Those who are honorable, meaning angels. So what does it mean then? Treat this book with honor and dignity. And what does that mean? Two things. That when you are given the Qur'an or anything of the Qur'an, then accept it. Give it due attention. Don't treat this book as if it were some other book. Don't pass over its words. Don't read and forget its message. You see, there is many books which we learn and then we forget. Isn't it? I'm sure you've read storybooks, novels, fiction, whatever, over the years. But if you were quizzed on all of them, would you remember everything? No, you wouldn't. Is it okay to forget them? Is it? Yes, it's okay. Why? Because they're just books. But is it okay to forget something of the Qur'an? No, it's not. Because it deserves to be remembered. Why? Because this book is so honorable. And this also shows us that the carriers of the Qur'an, the angels, how are they? Kiramin barara. So the one who has been given the Qur'an, how should his character be then? What should their character be like? Noble. Righteous. Qutila al-insanu. Qutila. May he be destroyed. Who? Al-insanu, the human being. Ma akfarahu. How disbelieving he is. Ma akfara, ma af'ala. This is a structure that shows amazement. So, ma akfarahu, how ungrateful the human being is. You see the word qutila, literally is past tense. He was killed. Okay? But it's understood as a dua. Like we say, radiyallahu. Radiya, he was pleased. What we mean to say is, may Allah be pleased with them. Right? Sallallahu. Right? What we mean is that may Allah send His blessings upon the Messenger. Correct? So, قُتِلَ insanu, meaning may He be destroyed. Why? Because مَا أَكْفَرَهُ How ungrateful and how disbelieving He is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent this honorable book Hmm, this honorable book has come from the honorable Lord, sent with and preserved with the honorable servants. What does this book deserve? That at least we listen to it. At least we learn it. At least we recite it. But how ungrateful man is in general. Really think about it. How much of our day or how much of our week goes with the Qur'an? 
in listening to it or in reciting it, in reviewing or learning something new about it, how much time goes into that? قُتِلَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا أَكْفَرَهُ How ungrateful man is for Allah's blessings. مِنْ أَيِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَهُ مِنْ فَرَمْ أَيِّ شَيْءٍ Which thing, what substance خَلَقَهُ Allah created him. Meaning, has man ever thought about what substance he has been made from? He is so arrogant that he dares to deny Allah's message. He's so ungrateful. What is it that leads to ingratitude? What's the cause behind ingratitude? Hmm? And pride. How? I deserve better. I remember long time ago we were in Pakistan and um, unfortunately there are many people over there who beg. Okay, And we were passing by and this man in a terrible condition, he was begging. So somebody who was with me gave him some food in a package. right? It was packaged food. They gave it to him and he threw it back. Like, I don't need it. I don't want it. Because he wanted was what? Money. This ingratitude where somebody is giving you food. Right? And in Pakistan, packaged food, by the way, is a big deal. Okay? Any, even a packet of chips or things like that, it's a big deal. Right? So, she gave it to him and he threw it back. This throwing it back, rejecting it, this is ingratitude. But this is a result of what? Pride. I deserve better. Why are you giving me food? Give me something better. Give me money so that I can go get what I want. So, قُتِلَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا أَكْفَرَ This is why his pride is criticized. That مِنْ أَيِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَ Have you looked at yourself? What is your source? What is your origin? مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ Allah created him from a nutfa, from a sperm drop. خَلَقَهُ He created him. فَقَدَّرَهُ Then he destined for him. Destined for him, meaning everything regarding his life. So what makes you so arrogant? And honestly, if a person were to reflect on this despicable origin, it would make them humble. We've been created from what? Something nasty. Something that is to be washed away. Something that's not even to be mentioned. Something that comes out of the dirtiest place in the body. Really. You know like Hassan al-Basri, he said that, Something to the effect that how could man be arrogant when his origin is so filthy? Firstly, he's emitted from one place of filth and then put in another place of filth and then he comes out from that place of filth. It's horrible. We don't deserve to be, to feel arrogant. مِنْ أَيِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ خَلَقَهُ فَقَدَّرَ ثُمَّ السَّبِيلَ يَسَّرَ then as-sabila, the way, the path, yassarahu, he made it easy. Who made it easy? Allah made it easy. Which path? This has been understood in two ways. Firstly, as-sabil, some have said, this is the way out of the mother's womb. Allah has facilitated that. Because really, it's such a narrow place. How does a child come out of there? This is truly amazing. Yassarahu, Allah enabled that. And if that passage was not enabled, as we see many times it happens, the baby dies or the mother dies or surgery needs to be done. ثُمَّ السَّبِيلَ يَسَّرَهُ 
Another interpretation of the word sabil over here is that the way through life, Allah facilitated it. Really, if you think about it, when a child is born, how does he learn to sit up, to hold his neck, hand-eye coordination, to learn, to speak, to walk, to crawl, to learn language? Isn't that amazing? And in the early years is what? The most sensitive period for gaining certain essential skills like language. So who facilitated this? Who did? Allah did. ثُمَّ السَّبِيلَ يَسَّرَهُ Without even us knowing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has facilitated so many things for us so that we can live through life. And السَّبِيل, the way through life also, meaning good and evil, the recognition of good, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not left man to fend for himself and to figure out what the right path is. No, he has put internal morality and he has also sent guidance through external sources, signs and through messengers. ثُمَّ السَّبِيلَ يَسَّرَهُ ثُمَّ أَمَاتَهُ Then he caused him to die. فَأَقْبَرَهُ And then he provided a grave for him. Meaning at the end of our lives, death is also a blessing. Death is a blessing. You know, we learn about people fighting for the right to take their own lives. Right? And when it's legalized, we find it very upsetting. But I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm just saying, think about it, that why would a person reach a point where they want to stop living? Why? Because living is very painful for them. Which means that death is also a, is also a blessing. ثُمَّ أَمَاتَهُ فَأَقْبَرَهُ And then he provided a grave for him in order to maintain his honor and dignity. Because when a human being dies, he's buried in a grave. That is also honorable. Because imagine if the body is just left outside to rot and decay and to be consumed by others. أَمَاتَهُ فَأَقْبَرَهُ ثُمَّ إِذَا شَاءَ أَنْشَرَهُ Then whenever he wills, أَنْشَرَهُ He will resurrect him. أَنْشَرَ From the root letters نُون شِينْرَ نَشَرَ To make something rise or to spread it. And this is referring to al-barth, resurrection after death. So when Allah has made you, He has also sent you guidance and instruction through a messenger. Will you be too arrogant to accept it? كَلَّا No. لَمَّا Not yet. يَقْضِ He has accomplished. يَقْضِ From قَضَى قَضَى is to carry out and fulfill an obligation. Meaning something that must be carried out. Something that must be fulfilled. So لَمَّا يَقْضِ He has not yet fulfilled مَا أَمَرَهُ What He ordered Him. Who ordered Him? Allah ordered man. His Lord has given him everything. But what has man done in return? What have we done in return? Have we fulfilled our duty to Allah? Have we? No. You see, earlier it was mentioned, istaghna. He considers himself without any need. He doesn't find any eagerness to learn what Allah has sent. To accept the message that Allah has sent. لَمَّا يَقْضِ مَا أَمَرَ Allah has given you everything and you're enjoying His blessings every day. And when He sends you a command, you say, I am not in need of it? You think you've done enough? 
You think you've fulfilled your duty towards God? You haven't. لَمَّا يَقْضِ مَا أَمَرَهُ فَلْيَنظُرِ الْإِنسَانُ إِلَىٰ طَعَامِهِ فَلْيَنظُرُ Then he should look. Who should look? الْإِنسَانُ The human being. What should he look at? إِلَىٰ طَعَامِهِ To his food. Man should look at his food. Because sometimes we think, Oh, what blessings am I enjoying? I keep hearing, Allah has given me so many blessings. I enjoy His blessings every day. What am I enjoying? I want to go shopping this week and I don't have the money. I want to have this, I don't have that. Allah says, فَلْيَنظُرِ الْإِنسَانُ إِلَىٰ طَعَامِهِ You think Allah has not given you enough? Just look at the food that you eat. أَنَّا That indeed we, صَبَبَنَا We poured down. الْمَاءَ The water, صَبَّ In torrents. صَاد بَابَ Both of these words, صَبَبْنَا and صَب صَاد بَابَ And صَب is to pour forth from above in perfusion. To pour from where? From above. So, صَبَبْنَا الْمَاءَ صَبَّ We have poured water down in perfusion, in abundance. This is referring to rain. ثُمَّ شَقَّقْنَا الْأَرْضَ شَقَّ Then we broke open the earth, شَقَّ while splitting. شَقْ شِينْ قَافْ قَافْ Both the words, شَقَقْنَا and شَقْ from the same root. And شَقْ is to split something open. To cleave it, to break it. So we caused the earth to break. What is this referring to? When plants grow out of the earth. Because as they emerge, as they come out, they tear the earth. So شَقَقْنَا الْأَرْضَ And you will see even from the driest earth even, or even from between bricks and stones, you see plants growing. You know, there's this new thing. Nature Deficiency Disorder. NDD. Look it up. It's real. Nature Deficiency Disorder. That in the winter, when you don't see much nature... Why? Because it's too cold outside. You're not gonna go sit in the snow. That's, you know, kids do that stuff. You're not gonna go for a walk. You're not gonna go stare at the trees. You're not gonna go to the lake. You're gonna stay indoors. You're not gonna get much sunshine. You're depriving yourself of what? Nature. And that will cause you problems. And nature is generally where? Everywhere around us. In the summer, especially as you go out. I mean, where is that place where weeds don't grow? Subhanallah. Go ahead. I because I really hate bees. So I give a big lecture to her how bees are very important. So NDD, you know, it's really common in our, most of the kids, right? Yes, it's real. So, ثُمَّ شَقَقْنَا الْأَرْضَ شَقَّ فَأَنْبَتْنَا فِيهَا حَبَّ فَأَنْبَتْنَا Then we cause to grow fiha in it حَبَّ Grain. Meaning the different plants that grow, that split the earth, they emerge and then they grow, are they just useless? No. They grow food for you. Hab, grain. Some of them produce grain. And what is hab? Food for people. Wa'inaban, and also grapes. Wa'qadba, and herbage. Qadb, qaf, dadba. Qadb is basically used for an edible plant. That is especially eaten raw. Or fresh, like salad leaves. Right? Leaves are best eaten when they're raw. The other day I was at a grocery store with somebody and I showed them in the green section, dandelion. They were like, huh? Dandelion? I'm like, yeah. You can eat it. You should eat it. It's actually good for you. Seriously, you go to some grocery stores, you will find dandelion. 
We think it's weeds. It needs to be pulled out, sprayed with the worst weed killer that you can find, and you have to exterminate them. You don't have to. Because it's actually good for you. Qadb. Go ahead. So in grade 12 bio, we actually had to grow plants and then we had to like record it. It was kind of like a semester long project. And then at the end, before winter came, we actually harvested all the plants and our class was spinach, right? And you know, like coming from a brown family, like we always make spinach and like with like meat and everything. So when I told my mom that day that like, yeah, we had like a spinach party in class, like we actually ate the spinach raw and she was staring at me. She's like, How could you just eat it raw like that? But it was actually so good. Yeah, we think we have to cook everything. It can actually be eaten raw. So this is what qadb is, an edible plant that is eaten raw. Some have said that qadb refers to such a plant whose leaves are eaten by cattle and the root is eaten by people. So what are they? For example, carrots, radishes, right? I mean, the sad thing is we don't even see leaves. We just buy carrots in like plastic bags, right? But real carrots pulled out of the ground, they actually have leaves, okay? And that is eaten by animals and the carrots, you eat them. وَعِنَبًا وَقَبَّ وَزَيْتُونًا وَنَخْلَ وَزَيْتُونًا and olives وَنَخْلَ and palm trees وَحَدَائِقَ غُلْبَ So much variety. وَحَدَائِقَ Plural of the word حَدِيقَ Walled garden. غُلْبَ Of dense shrubbery. غُلْب is a plural of the word أَغْلَب and أَغْلَب refers to dense trees of luxuriant growth. وَفَاكِهَةً and fruit. وَأَبَّ and grass also. أَبْ Hamza ba ba. It's used for herbage whether fresh or dry. Basically, that is eaten by animals. Hay, grass, of whatever kind. It is said that ab is to cattle what fakiha is for people. Okay? So fakiha, fruit that we eat, whether fresh or dry. And ab is the same thing basically for animals. Some have said that ab is hay, meaning that is prepared and stored for winter or for travel. A stock for animals to eat. وَفَاكِهَةً وَأَبَّا مَتَاعًا لَكُمْ As enjoyment for you. وَلِأَنْعَامِكُمْ And also for your grazing livestock. You eat all of this, and your animals eat all of this, and then you eat your animals also. Look at all the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. So the one who looks at these blessings must be grateful to his Lord and strive in obeying Him. فَإِذَا جَاءَتِ الصَّاخَّةِ فَإِذَا So when جَاءَتْ It came. الصَّاخَّةِ The deafening blast. صَاخَّةِ صَادْخَّةِ صَخْ is to scream in a very loud manner such that it causes deafness to others. It is said رَجُلٌ أَصَخَّ رَجُلٌ أَصَخَّ is a person who cannot hear. He's become deaf. Sakha is such a loud scream that does not let people hear anything else but that scream. Deafening blast. This is the blowing of the trumpet. Because when that sound will come, then people will not be able to hear anything else. Sakha. Noise can kill. 
یوم یا فر المر من اخی It is the day when yafirru, he will run. Who will run? Al-mar'u, man, from who? Min akhihi, from his own brother. Yafirru, firar, is to flee, to run away, out of fear of danger, out of fear of harm. When you sense danger somewhere, and you're afraid that something's gonna hurt you, something's gonna harm you, you don't stay there anymore. What do you do? What do you do? You run away from there. This is yafirru. So that day, a person is going to run away. From who? From his own brother. He will be afraid of his own brother, that my brother is going to harm me. Why would a brother harm his own brother? Why? Because on the day of judgment, each person will become very selfish. In order to save oneself, a person will be willing to throw his entire family into hell. Take them, leave me. Take them, spare me. So a person will run away from his closest ones. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ and his mother وَأَبِيهِ and his father. Generally what happens? Children run to their parents for protection. Isn't it? And as children grow older and their parents get weaker, then children, again, they run to their parents in order to protect their parents. But on the day of judgment, the scene will change. A person will run away from his brother, the one who was always by his side, from his mother, from his father, وَصَاحِبَتِهِ and from his wife, وَبَنِيهِ and his children. Meaning those that he is responsible to look after, to protect, he will run away from them. Why? What's going on? Because لِكُلِّمْرِئِنْ For each person, minhum of them, meaning every single person that day, will be يَوْمَئِذٍ On that day, in a شَأْنٌ In a situation, in a condition, a concern, that will يُغْنِيهِ that will be adequate for him. Yughni, igna, to enrich someone. That when someone is not in need of another, he is so occupied with what he has that he doesn't look towards others. So each person will be occupied with his own matter, so much so that he will not even think about others. The ultimate level of selfishness, basically. لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ مِّنْهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ شَأْنٌ يُغْنِيهِ يُغْنِيهِ If you write a word over here, يُصْرِفُ يُصْرِفُ Meaning it will turn him away. It will turn him away from everybody else. The Prophet ﷺ said that you will all be gathered on the Day of Judgment barefoot, meaning no slippers, naked, no clothes, Walking, no rides, and uncircumcised. Body will be as it was originally made. So the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, she said, O Messenger of Allah, won't people look at each other's nakedness? And he said, every man among them on that day will have enough worries to make him careless of others. He will have enough worries that he won't have time to even look at others, to even think about them, to even pay attention to them. So much so that if a person would find his own mother in front of him, 
he would avoid her, run away from her. Wujuhun. You know, these verses, what do they show? That each person will be alone on the Day of Judgment. Hashr is what? A gathering. It's the greatest gathering. When the first and the last, all people will be gathered. But despite that, each person will be alone. You know, when there is some disaster, some problem, what do people do? They embrace each other. They cry on each other's shoulders. Even though they're helpless, what will they do? At least provide this kind of comfort. But on that day, no shoulder to cry on. No one to hug. No one to give you a pat on the back. You'll be okay. It'll be fine. No one to do that. You're on your own. You can't even rely on your mother. The one who's always there to defend you, to protect you, to fight for you. She won't fight for you that day. She won't. Your father won't. Your children won't. Nobody will come to aid you. Not with their strength, not with their money, not with their status, not with their deeds, nothing. Each is alone on the day of judgment. And mankind will be in two groups. Wujuhun yawma idhin musfirah. Wujuhun some faces yawma idhin on that day musfirah. They will be bright. Musfirah, sinfara, safara is to shine. Out of joy, beaming. The delight and happiness will be on their faces. Why? When is it that happiness is visible on a person's face? That they can't contain that happiness inside. It's just spilling out. It's coming out. When? When there's a reason to be happy. When there's a reason to be happy. And what is that reason? On the day of judgment, because of which some faces will be so bright, so happy, that dahikatun, they will be laughing, mustabshira, rejoicing. Mustabshira, istibshar, is to receive some good news and to be happy about that. What is that delight? They will see their Lord. They will see their Lord. Wawujuhun. And other faces, yawma idhin, on that same day, alayha, upon it will be ghabarah, dust, ghayn ba'ra, ghubar, dust, covered in dust. When is somebody's face covered in dust? When is their body covered in dust? Their clothes, their hair, when? When they've been through something easy? No when they've been through something very difficult. So much so that they haven't had the time to even rest or to take a break. Constant toil. وَوُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ عَلَيْهَا غَبَرَةٌ It will cover it. We have done this word earlier, to impose something on another. So تَرْهَقُهَا Their faces will be covered with قَطَرَةٌ What is قَطَرَةٌ? Blackness of smoke. As we have read earlier, that how from hellfire, smoke will be rising. In how many columns? Three columns. This will cover their faces. Who are these people? Ula'ika, those humul kafaratul fajarah. They are al-kafarah, al-fajarah. Kafarah, plural of the word kafir. Who is that? Who is the one who does kufr? There's two types of kufr, right? One is the corruption of one's belief, rejecting Allah. And the other is rejecting Allah's blessings, ingratitude. 
Al-fajarah, plural of the word fajir. What is fajir? The one who commits fujur, who commits sin, corrupt in action. So kafara, corrupt in belief, fajara, corrupt in action. Kafara, those who deny Allah's blessings. And fajara, those who deny Allah's signs. Allah's ayat. So people will be recognized by their faces on the day of judgment. As Allah says in Surah Al-Rahman, Ayah 41, that يُعْرَفُ الْمُجْرِمُونَ بِسِيمَاهُمْ They'll be recognized by their faces. And you see at the beginning, facial expression was mentioned. Because what's inside comes out. If you have disapproval in your heart, it's not going to stay there. It's going to come out. And if we have ingratitude in our heart, that will also come out. And on the day of judgment, a person's inner reality will become his external appearance. How a person is inside will become their external appearance on the day of judgment. Let's listen to the recitation of the surah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim عَبَسَ وَتَوَلَّى أَن جَاءَهُ الْأَعْمَى وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ لَعَلَّهُ يَزَّكَّى أَوْ يَذَّكَّرُ فَتَنْفَعَهُ الذِّكْرَى أَمَّا مَنْ اسْتَغْنَى فَأَنْتَ لَهُ تَصَدَّى وَمَا عَلَيْكَ أَلَّا يَزَّكَّى وَأَمَّا مَنْ جَاءَكَ يَسْعَى وَهُوَ يَخْشَى فَأَنْتَ عَنْهُ تَلَهَّى كَلَّا إِنَّهَا تَذْكِرَهُ فَمَنْ شَاءَ ذَكَرَهُ في صحف مكرمة مرفوعة مطهرة بأيدي سفرة كرام بررة قتل الإنسان ما أكفرة من أي شيء خلقه من نطفة خلقه فقدره ثم السبيل يسره ثم أماته فأقبره ثم إذا شاء أنشره كلا لما يقض ما أمره فلينظر الإنسان إلى طعامه أنا صببنا الماء صبا ثم شققنا الأرض شقا فأنبتنا فيها حبا وعنبا وقبا وزيتونا ونخلا وحدائق غلبا وفاكهة وأبا متاعا لكم ولأنعامكم 
فَإِذَا جَاءَتِ الصَّاخَّةُ يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ لِكُلِّ امْرِئٍ